Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the News from the Nerds podcast, the midweek news show by the Formula Nerds. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll cover the main news headlines from the past week, and holy moly, what a week it has been in the world of F1. Uh, To help me cover this in great detail, as per usual, we have Abby, James and Grace. James, how are you? I'm alright, thank you. A bit tired, but I think that's uh, the case for all of us. How are you? I'm all good, I'm all good. Uni keeps me tired at this this point. Uh, Grace, how are you? I'm good. Don't think I've had a quiet moment since Sunday's race, but no, I'm good. Hope you're the same. Yeah, all good, all good. And finally, Abby, how are we? I'm good. I'm excited to all discuss what happened on Sunday. Well, there is is a lot to discuss, isn't there? And you know what? I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to come straight down the middle at you, James. Sorry to put you on the spot. But the first thing right. we've got to do is congratulate Max on winning the world title, obviously. Hopefully Ollie can certain a little round of applause here for Max. But I'm going to come straight down the middle at you. Did he deserve it? Yes or no? Oh, yes or no? You're kidding me. <laughs> it's, it's a little more complex than that. Uh, yes. Over the course of the season, yes, he did. Over the course of the race, no, he didn't. That's, yep. that's my I'm, official answer. If you're going to make me say yes or no, then that's what you're getting. That is a very diplomatic answer, James. Very diplomatic. Abby, what about you? As our native Lewis fan. I agree with James. Based on Max's performance this season, yes, he did. Based on the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, 
No, he didn't. I think Lewis deserved to win that race. But, yeah. I mean, Grace, how do you feel? I mean, in my opinion, all's fair in love and war, to be honest with you. It's, you know, it's uh, stuff like this happens in live sport. What do you think? Well, I saw a lot of things on social media saying Max deserved the championship, whereas Lewis deserved to win that race. And I, I do believe that, but I think it wouldn't have been so cutthroat in Abu Dhabi. If Silverstone or Baku happened or Hungary happened, I think Max would have had it by then. So I think he was a worthy winner of the championship. It was just a bit rubbish that it all went down to that race, to that lap even. Yeah, no, I, know, I agree. And I think kind of the, the Mercedes... I'd be in the same position if I was Mercedes. I'd be trying to scramble to uh, to try and get Lewis back in there because he lost in such a heartbreaking fashion. Um, but you know, is it taking anywhere anything away from Max now at this point? I don't know. There's two sides to every story. Max fans are going to say it was justified. It was in the rules. Lewis fans are going to say it wasn't. He was so far ahead. Potato, potato. Was it in the rules though? It's the question. That's I the, don't know. The million dollar question. I mean, it says it says in the regulations. I said I said this on the podcast yesterday uh, on our Cut to the Race podcast. If anyone hasn't listened to that, go and check it out. Um, but I did say that in the regulations, it is. It says it's not mandatory for you, for the cars to be let through, but it is at the discretion of Michael Massey, which is a big flaw in the rules, in my opinion. That you know, the whole six thousand page rule book can be thrown out the window because an Australian says otherwise. <laughs> Which is a little bit strange. I don't know. I feel like what happened, it it's taken shine off of Max's win, all the controversy, it's kind of directed the focus to Massey's decision. And I don't think people are paying enough attention to the winners of the championship, constructors or drivers, whichever one. But I think Massey didn't only ruin Lewis's race, he ruined all the other drivers that didn't get to unlap and overtake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's obviously, it took it took people maybe an hour or two to actually think about anyone else, understandably. And then you start to think about, yeah, obviously Carlos didn't get, he's happy with a podium, but he could have had a shot at it, probably second, maybe a win. If, you know, Lewis and Max were fighting, he could have snuck past, got his first win. Obviously, Daniel stuck in 11th with no one in front of him and many others. It it just kind of, it made a bit of a, it made it seem like he was only interested in what was going on at the front. And he was, to be honest. I think if we're, if we're brutally honest, that was all that really the decision came down to. I saw a really interesting video of Lance Stroll's on board and I know he was very far down the pack and obviously the race was to determine the champion of the whole season but I still think that Michael Massey literally threw other drivers race completion in the bin like he was so angry like and the poor guy didn't do anything wrong I know he hasn't got loads of fans and loads of supporters say other people like Max and Lewis but I still feel really bad for him because and his radio engineer was just saying I'm so sorry, like, we'll tell you later. And they just both sounded heartbroken. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I listened to Lance's radio and it was heartbreaking because he had no idea what was going on. And all his engineer said was, I'll tell you after the race, I'll tell you after the race. And I know the focus was on Max and Lewis. We all wanted to see who would win. 
the other drivers are there to get points. They're there to get a chance on the podium. So it shouldn't all have just been about Max and Lewis. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And obviously speaking of people that didn't finish the race on Sunday, James, I heard there's been a lot of hate thrown at Nicholas Satifi for the part he played in his uh, in, in this title battle. Poor old Nicky. Yeah. I think I think anyone who who is gonna pin it on him is just deluded. Uh, and I say this as someone who is rooting for Lewis and who is, you know, has mixed feelings about the entire thing. I don't think there's anyone that can blame it on like he clearly wasn't it wasn't Crushgate, it wasn't Nelson PK. There was none of that. It was just an unfortunate thing. He was he was he had Dirty ties from battling with Mick, who ironically saved his dad's record, uh, as everyone's <laughs> pointed out. But yeah, he so he ran wide, he pinned it, and unfortunately, he's now. And I actually felt for him again. It, it took a, a little bit to kind of start thinking about in the bigger picture, but I, I really feel for him. And he's going, he's gone home, and he's going to be thinking. It came down to me, my error, especially as a Mercedes customer. I imagine can't really help. Um, but yeah, and then obviously it was stoked by Christian Horner saying he can have an unlimited supply of Red Bull. That's not going to help it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Do you think he should have said that? I just feel really bad for the bloke. Like, I know we've all seen the memes of Latifi and the Red Bull racing overalls and just, I don't know if anyone else follows the memes, but I do. But I just think, obviously, Horner was happy, but him saying that, has just added fuel to the fire, especially as we know how vicious Lewis and Max fans can get at each other. And I just feel like Latifi's become a sacrificial lamb in the ongoing debate. And I have a soft spot for him, I really do. But yeah, I feel really sorry for him and it completely wasn't his fault. And I think I've seen that Lewis said himself, I, I don't blame him, but it must be a lot to carry. I just, I don't, I don't really understand it. Because, you know, at every point during this year, I don't think there's a single F1 driver that has not made the exact same mistake that Latifi made on Sunday. So it's it's like it's like trying to find a way out, isn't it, really? Uh, yeah, it's very difficult. Very, very difficult. And I, I think it's just piling onto the things that Max has to deal with, you know, because there's a lot of people out there who are saying, you know, oh, if Latifi hadn't have crashed... Lewis would be an eight-time world champion, which is true. But all these things are taking away from Max's maiden world championship, which he deserves. Everyone is in agreement that he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's unfortunate, and these things happen. I mean, Kimi did exactly the same mistake during practice as the most experienced driver in the history of F1. It could have happened to anyone. Uh, and yeah, I think... I'm sure it'll die down. It's just a case of people looking for someone to blame uh, I mean clearly Michael Massey is, has been public enemy number one but you know in one of the most controversial moments in F1 history with social media as an outlet for people which was never the case before you think back in the Senna Prost days Schumacher Hill uh, you just went and moaned to your nearest and dearest and then the people at work the next day or whatever it was now you've got a direct link to poor Nicholas Latifi, who's got his Instagram probably blowing up full of angry Lewis fans. Can anyone imagine if Senna and Prost fans actually had like Instagram and Twitter? Just 
imagine oh, there'd be the massacres. There'd be death threats yeah, flying all over the place. Definitely. Poor Richard on Twitter would have to deal with a lot. Shout out to Richard, by the way. Woo. So for producer, producer Rich. Yeah. So not only has there been hate and blame on social media, we all know that the controversy from the weekend and the protest that Mercedes launched, and we all know that they were dismissed by the FIA. But they have lodged an appeal and they have till tomorrow, Thursday, 8pm, to commit to the appeal and give all their evidence. But I believe there has been some news that said they are set to scrap the appeal. But then there's been more news that have said Mercedes didn't show up to the pre-ceremony for tomorrow's prize-giving gala. So the question is, are Mercedes going to appeal or not? And should they appeal? Do they have the grounds to appeal? And Bridge, as a Max fan, has his hand up, and I feel like he's going to earn his controversial rep. Okay, hang on. I'm not a Max fan. <laughs> I'm I'm not a Max fan. Let's put it out there. <laughs> oh, I am. I am. I am. I am a Charles fan through and through. But I think Lewis has been on the phone to Toto at this point. I think he's got. I discussed this with Abby on the on the podcast. Uh, I think Lewis has been on the phone and said, "Look." This is not the way I want to win my eighth title. Yes, it was unfair. Yes, I feel robbed. But if I was to win my eighth world title, the record-breaking world title off track, it wouldn't do much for my legacy or what I stand for as a driver. That's probably what is going on in that Mercedes garage right now. I think Lewis has been so gracious in this. I don't even want to say the word defeat because he wasn't defeated it was just unlucky and I do think he I agree with you I think he said I don't want to win this way I'd rather win it on track and he has been a good man about the whole thing yeah it was so classy I mean it was surprisingly classy and I again I say that as someone who has a lot of time for Lewis I think he's obviously shown that plenty of times in the past certainly as he's got older but to have it ripped away from you in the most brutal circumstances and then not even mention it in his interview, just congratulated Max, said thanks to the team, clearly was upset and went off. And and then now, yeah, so we have this social media blackout from both himself and Mercedes, still running it three days at the time of recording. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I I genuinely have no idea whether they're going to appeal. I thought, I agree with with what Bridge said. I think that Lewis probably said that. And I agree. I, I wouldn't want to win a world record eighth title, the same as I wouldn't equally want to win a maiden title. But that's that's where we are. That's the situation we've been left with is a, kind of a no-win now. It's it, it tainted either the first title for Max or the eighth title for Lewis, which is a real shame. But that's kind of the situation. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't think Lewis would want to make history that way. But I feel like Mercedes are looking at it from a business point of view. They've got a contract with the FIA that the rules are going to be followed and the rules were broken by Massey. So in their from their perspective, it's like the contract has been breached. So I I can understand why they want to appeal, but yeah. Yeah, they've, I mean, this is the, again, the bigger picture that, that again, isn't initially obvious, but 
there are financial implications. I mean, Mercedes aren't short of money, but the sponsors, there are bonuses, stuff like this that are all coming into fact, coming into play. And that's potentially what they would appeal for, not necessarily the title. We don't know what they might appeal about at the moment. I think maybe the the worst, well, what maybe Mercedes are going for or gunning for is Michael Massey's job as the rate to get him out of there. Because that's yeah. that's who, at the end of the day, that's who's messed up is Michael Massey. Max Max didn't mess up. Max made the the best of the situation he was in. You know that that's the situation he was in, and also financially, Mercedes still won the constructors, which is the primary. That's that's the money. That's the money basket. That's where you get your money as a constructor. Um, but then obviously the prestige is the drivers' world title. So you know it's it's. It's a mixed message, I think, going forward. But uh, but yeah, I fully agree with you in the aspect that Max didn't mess up because just this is one my major takeaway from Sunday, and I've been thinking about it a lot. When we were all predicting what was going to happen, it was gonna it was like jokey. Senna Prost or Bottas is going to take out Verstappen, or Perez will take out Hamilton. I don't think any of us thought that there would be appeals being lodged not against the rival team. I always thought it would be. Red Bull appealing because Lewis won because Mercedes did something or vice versa. And what I find really interesting is I just want to say I think Red Bull handled the weekend incredibly well with tactics and they were risky. And I think they couldn't have predicted that was going to happen. Well, some Lewis fans say they did and they've hired Latifi, but we'll move past that. I just think they played a blinder switching to the tyres and I just, I just wanted to put my point saying it wasn't Red Bull's fault and I don't think any of us saw that this was going to happen. No, I agree. I was fully expecting a Mercedes and Red Bull war, but it is Mercedes against the FIA and against Massey. And I think going into next year, if nothing happens, if Massey's still there, which I don't think he should be, I don't think Mercedes are going to go quietly because they can't trust him to make the correct decisions on a whim. It's going to be what am I going to do now? Because, like, I think the race should have been red flagged. That's what I would have done. And I saw an interview with Crofty and he said that as well. But I think for Mercedes, it is the trust of the person in control of it. And they don't have that trust anymore. Yeah, they, they, I think the the trust in, in Michael has probably been gradually lessening as it's gone on the season with all the controversial obviously that he's not responsible for stewards decisions but the fact that they tried to have these kind of talks to explain how drivers should be driving and they came out a bit none the wiser it feels like people are losing faith in the current way things are running does that mean a head or heads have to roll that's a polite way to put it (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to be diplomatic (laughs) Uh, but yeah I, i think it does it does feel like that might have to be the case and yeah it's it's a real shame it's that it's come to this but i mean will mercedes even still be in f1 next year the, that's the other oh, jesus the rumor. christ james um, not, well there there are several rumors saying that they won't be so yeah. oh really oh so, my yeah. gosh so, i just miss charlie whiting i don't think any of this would yeah. have happened if he was in the job i do well, like i think we all do we are going to take a quick break, uh, but after the break we'll be talking about testing that has been completed in Abu Dhabi and what may happen in 2022. 
Support for the Cut to the Race podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawmower 4.0. You heard it right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer just for Formula Nerds listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FORMULANERDS at manscaped.com. That's code FORMULANERDS at manscaped.com. And we're back. So, Grace, I've heard that there's been some interesting things happening in Abu Dhabi, other than the most controversial lap of the season. Well, yes, we watched that lap and thought, oh, no, there's no F1 for, what was it, 92 days till Bahrain? But you would be mistaken because we've had the young driver's test and we've had the testing of the new, I've got to say, bloody massive Pirelli 18-inch tyres. So we've had the young drivers who are in the lower formula, so F2 drivers such as Liam Lawson take to the Alpha Tauri and have have a little go in the F1 cars. And then we've also had the seasoned drivers such as Daniel Ricciardo, basically everyone on the grid, testing out the new Pirelli tyres. So we've also seen Guan Yu Zhou and Valtteri Bottas in the Alfa Romeos, and that's been really exciting. And yeah, has anyone seen Guan Yu Zhou's helmet? It's really nice. I haven't seen Guan Yu Zhou's helmet, but did anyone see uh, Yuki Tsunoda after the race having an argument with his trainer because he found out he had to go training the next day after the Grand Prix? <laughs> because he didn't <laughs> no realize way. that testing. Was that, was just that not line. from last year? Uh, no, it was for, he was exiting the pit lane um, with his trainer and his trainer was like, yeah, we've got training tomorrow morning, you know, because we've got testing. And he was like, no way, no way, man, I'm not doing that. And he was like, no, you are, <laughs> you are. <laughs> But, um, that sounds very Yuki. But yeah, it does. It does. But talking Yuki and talking the next generation of drivers, I am very excited for 2022 because literally no one knows what is going to happen. Has 2022 constructors champions. And I call myself Bold Morgan statement. Bridge. I, I call myself Morgan Bridge when you're coming out with statements like that. I'm, I mean, if it comes true, you can all buy me a drink. <laughs> Sounds like a right. man, Grace. Yeah. But yeah. Um let's 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 get down to it then. Who is your picks then for who's gonna perform in twenty twenty two? I think it's so hard to know. I mean, it's the biggest regulation change in our lifetimes, probably. Um, maybe two thousand and nine, I guess. I think it's I think it's probably a bigger change than that. And yeah, we could end up with a brawn. It could be Hass. Grace could be right. And yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. In terms of the drivers, again, you don't know how they're going to adapt, but it feels like there are certain drivers on a, an upward trajectory. Uh Lando obviously had a great year, a lot of bad luck towards the end, but really proved himself as the real deal, taking on Daniel. And Carlos as well had a great year was supposed to be number two. That makes me very happy to hear you say that Lando is going to have a great year next year, James, because he is my favourite driver. Um, but yeah, with the changing of the guard, with all the new drivers and that, I think it will be interesting to see the new versus the old. So I can't pick who I think is going to perform the best. I'm not sure. 
I would like to say McLaren and I would like to say Lando, but time will tell. I would also back that McLaren statement, but I have a feeling that we could see Yuki Tsunoda, Pierre Gasly and the whole AlphaTauri team potentially on an upward trajectory because I think the team have done exceptionally well. I think they got their most amount of points ever in a season this past season, uh, including when they were Toro Rosso. And Pierre's had a great season and Yuki has shown some moments of brilliance. So I'd say my legitimate prediction, keep an eye out for them. I just don't, I don't see that because I don't see how they're going to outperform Red Bull. I don't see how Christian Horner is going to sit by and say, yeah, go on, go on, little brother. You can, you can compete with us this year. But um, They shouldn't do. They shouldn't do, but then they're supposedly now a sister team, aren't they? They're not uh, the kind of the B team. They're supposedly on a level footing. I, I agree. I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit here. Supposedly being the key word in that in that sentence. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm not saying that they're going to challenge Red Bull, but I think they could take the legitimate steps to be in the playoffs for like fourth or third, maybe beat Alpine because that was their tussle this year. Maybe get close to Ferrari and McLaren if they don't improve. I'm not saying they'll beat Red Bull because Horner would rather die than that happen. So our, our main headline there is Pierre Gasly fan backs Pierre Gasly to do well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. No, I, you back I, Ferrari, I Bridge? Oh, and Charles, Yuki, sorry, Charles yeah. is going to storm away. He's going he's gonna to demonstrate why he is a world champion. But, oh yeah, by get, getting beaten by Carlos Sainz in his rookie year at Ferrari this year. Got, Sounds legitimate. He got, he got screwed over. In Abu Dhabi. He got screwed over in Abu Dhabi by Ferrari. Made a pit, made a pit when he shouldn't have, and yeah, paid the price for it. But speaking of McLaren, actually, I do have a point to make about these guys. They did lose out to Ferrari this year. Did they did they not in the constructors? They did lose out. And for the last yeah. kind of for the last kind of four or five races, they weren't really anywhere to be seen. Now, was that because of the drivers? Was that because of the car? Who knows? But I don't know if, you know, they're going to have to have, make a serious recovery over, the, you know, these next three months to, to try and compete with Ferrari again and maybe push up to the levels of Red Bull and Mercedes. But did Ferrari win a race this year? No. So oh. we know that we know <laughs> the potential for McLaren is there. They've shown it. They just need to get a bit more consistent, just keep things tight. They, they did lose it towards the end of this year and allowed Ferrari to overtake them, but... Who knows? They've shown that they can do it. Daniel's shown that he's still got it, kind of, before he retires. And Lando's shown that he's got the potential to be incredible. So maybe it'll be the right formula next year. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Who knows? Who knows? And sadly, on that note, that is all we've got time for this week. But make sure you tune in next week. And in the meantime, why don't you check out the website? Because we'll be posting every day because you think the season's over, but news keeps rolling in. And check out the main podcast where I think Bridge and Abby looked at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which, let's say, must have been stressful to say the least. So it's a bye from me and bye from the rest of you guys. See you guys next week. Have a good week. See you next week.
Social Podcast Network.